The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. How's everybody doing this evening? We got something very, very special. I know I say that sometimes, and maybe it's not as special as what we got tonight, but you guys be the judge. We got none other than Jimmy Chase, Jamar Chase's father. He's been really, really gracious enough to, to spend some time with us this evening. How you doing tonight, Jimmy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Pretty Don't good, bro. Pretty Can't good. complain. Can't complain. So starting things off, I got to ask you. We're going to go right into it. By what <laughs> age did you know that your son was special? Uh, it's like, I'm going to tell you, like, it really happened at uh, the championship game at LSU. I ain't going to tell you no lie. Because I'm, I'm so hard on my son, right? It's like I keep wanting to see him, like, do more. And, like, okay, next time it's going to be this and then. And then finally in the championship game, I realized, wow, this dude is like really that dude. Yeah. Facts. Well, after all right, so I, I think I asked, so I don't know, you met we probably never seen this. We interviewed T. Higgins' mom as well, right? And I asked her the same question. And I'm so surprised that you and her recognized so late after he did all of that in high school. I mean, you know, like you know, like you feel like <laughs> Like when he, when he when he when he shattered all these like different records or he you know, he has like a, a crazy two hundred yard game like it you just thought like at that time like okay like let's just see. Well, no, I'm like, well, look look at the competition. I mean, man, those guys wasn't the best cornerbacks, you know. What I'm right. Saying? So you get a little pass with that, you know. They, it wasn't <laughs> all that good, or so you know. I'm always critiquing and doing stuff. You know, he he did one game in high school where he had four catches. For four touchdowns for 220 yards. Right. Right. Wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was good, but uh them guys wasn't that good out there. You know, I'm always coming up with something. <laughs> and then yeah. you told him that right after the game. So he was like, Dad, like I was lit tonight. And then you was like, Yeah, but they weren't really that good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But they, <laughs> but they won the state championship the next year. You know? Right. I don't know, man. Um, Ace, what, what you what you got? Uh, I would say the, another thing that you did, like you said, you always made sure that he, he stayed out of trouble. You have a background in as far as social work and working with that community. How was that something that you instilled in him from a young age to keep him in football and out of trouble? Well, it started, that's how I started him playing football because he was a real active kid, right? And he was always getting in trouble around the house and, you know, doing stuff around the corner. So I said, Let's put him in sports to burn off some of this energy that he has because he was super hype and super energetic. And, you know, that kind of kept him focused. And once he found out, 
you know, he started liking football, you know, that's all he wanted to do. So he put all this energies into that. So you talked about just a second ago too, like just on a, you know, like kind of been a little tough on him as far as, um, you know, like watching his games. And I've even read online, like uh, they, they just wrote this online, like you've been to all his games and everything like that. To this day, even like right now with the Bengals, do you give him like tips or corners or different things that you see every week? Well, no, the game kind of changed now, bro. You know, <laughs> I mean, like he like he that dude now. Nah, he be like, "What the?" You know, and, right? <laughs> yeah, you but know, I might, I might go, a few, I might go a few games. You know, after four or five games, I try to critique him on something that I've seen or something that he needs to do or something like that. But most of the time, you know, he 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 on his own. You know, me and you, I think the first time I probably reached out to you, I don't know if you remember this. This was – we were sitting next to each other at the Washington football team game. Oh, and that I, was you? Yeah. I, I've been, I, have, I have been looking for you, but my wife, <laughs> said, my wife said she thought that was you because she follows you. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Never knew that. I learned that something. Learned that tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, she follows you. But let yeah. me ask you this. I always wondered this because – there were moments when I and, and I was kind of upset too, but you know we on I'm in enemy lines, you know I, I got my Bengals stuff on, I'm surrounded by all Washington right. football teams. Like it's a time and place to kind of like you know it's a preseason game too. But right. when all that stuff was going on, and I remember people in the crowd was just like, oh, like he trash, like he bumped, and I'm thinking to myself like, are you serious? Like what? And then and, and I was, you know what made me so mad that day is that I looked over and Jamal like had his face, he had his head down. And this was like maybe after the second or third drop or something. And I was like, God damn, it, I wish I could just talk to him right now and be like, this ain't this is nothing. What did you say to him after that game? I was I was telling him, I'm like, <clears throat> I said, in actuality, you know, I told you this was gonna happen. You know, because they made a few comments about he was dropping balls in practice. You know, and I asked him, I'm like, Jamal, what's going on at practice? Say you're dropping all these balls. He said, Dad was one ball. I'm like, what? Then he dropped another one the next day. He was like, it was one ball. Okay. So after that, I said, well, you know, if you drop something in the game, it's going to gonna blow it up. You know, and then lo and behold, he dropped something in the game. And, you know, it was like that. But I was like, you know, me and him talked. He was like, one of them was, I'm not going to get killed in a preseason game. Right. Another one was, like, <laughs> you know, he threw it behind me. And the other one was, he, he could have caught it. And I'm like, I understand that too, you know, but now you just got to like stay focused and like do what you got to do, right. you know? Yeah. It's funny that you said that because that's exactly when we first talked about that whole game. That's exactly what we said. I was like, there's no reason for him to get killed in a preseason game taking a right. hit like that. And then we talked about the fact he didn't have chemistry with Brandon Allen. It wasn't a great throwing ball at all. So yeah, nah, I'm, I'm definitely. We we, we had a whole show about it. I even made like because I do like a little bit of film review outside of me being like they they like to label us as super fans. Like we don't really be watching games and stuff. But right. Right. <laughs> we I, I chopped it up a couple of it's I chopped up every single one of them plays and I went through each one, even the bubble screen. Like the ball was late. Then right. the second one, like, yeah, he made a business decision. And then right. I'm telling people, you know, like, without, I guess, fighting online. But I do remember, I just was like, why would you want to risk the number one pick? Like, you know, like, hey, y'all got to get out of this whole concept of, like, you know, like, we got to do it this way or whatever. Like, you know, like, this is a this is a long journey we on. And that was my message, I think, early on. But I think people were just, you know, so fearful that they will run into a situation with previous draft picks that we've had that just didn't pan out. And I'm just in, and in my heart of hearts, it's just like one of them things. Like, I know it's probably like this for you too. It's just like, you know what you got, you know, the talent that your son is, and you kind of got to just let it play out for the most part. Yeah. Like Jamar never had a problem with catching the ball. Like his name, his nickname used to be hands. They call him hands Jamal because he catch everything, you know? And um, it was like, there was a number of things that was going on at that time, right? And I want to say the main thing was he was like everything was so I ain't gonna say so easy to because he was killing he was killing in training camp, so he just thought that was gonna be the same way in preseason. But I'm like, hey, this is the NFL. People are gonna just I mean, like they're gonna take it to another level, and they're not gonna let you come in there and do them something because you're a rookie. 
So, you know, you got to just like, you got to just be on top of things at all times. You know? Right. Well, clearly he got that uh, early in the season. He's had some amazing moments in his first couple of games. He's on a historic pace right now. But what were, I guess, your favorite moments from the first half of this season of seeing your son in the league? Oh, uh, wow. Let me see. Uh, I want to say uh, that Baltimore game. I was really, I was really kind of nervous about that, you know, because like this is where the rubber beats the road at now. Because I was, I was ready for Green Bay, but your boy Jahir got hurt, Alexander. Right. Um, it was somebody else who was supposed to play. Um, the cornerback wasn't Pittsburgh. I think the other cornerback, oh, uh, Hayden. Hayden. He was limping. He was gimpy or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at all the cornerbacks, trying right. to see which one he was going to get. And um, your boy was the, the only one who was ready. So I was like, okay, Jamal, you know, this is it. Right. Right. And and the whole time your boys then was online killing dude. I was on the <laughs> I was on there. I was like uh I don't know if you know uh my man I know you know my man Nat with next training. So yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I was online and I'm like uh yeah, if y'all don't know Nat uh is a is a phenomenal trainer. He works with Jamar in the all season and stuff. Um so I was online. I'm like, man, we about to run circles around Humphrey. We about to do it. I'm doing my thing. He like, man, you need to chill. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to chill. We about to go crazy. And then as soon as that happens, you know, like I'm just like, you know, like me, I'm just going crazy at that point. Yeah. So that that was that was a big moment. That's funny to hear you say like you're waiting for corners because I remember people don't remember early in the season, first game of the season, Jamar comes on Twitter. He says one and zero. That was a big thing for me. Yeah. And then in that same week. He talks about Patrick Peterson like being on his highlight film. So the right. confidence wasn't lacking. But I think from Cincinnati fans early on, they didn't understand that this ain't gonna be a slow like a slow process like that. Right. I just right. and, and and it hit everybody like, what the hell is he talking about? Just like when he said I'm gonna shatter all the records. It's like people were like, What in the world? But Do see, you that's like- something that's something that they've been saying, he's been saying since he was at LSU. They take one game at a time. Right. And that's what that means, one and oh. They play a game, they win it as one and oh. They ain't counting that for the next game. You know, it's, you won that one game, and it's on to the next game. You know, but, you know, everybody take everything he said and just run with it like if he's clowning on somebody. But that's just what he said, one game at a time, you know. Right. You talk about him being at LSU. Obviously, he played with Joe Burrow there. What were your thoughts when you found out that he was going to have a chance to play with Joe Burrow in the NFL? Well, I knew I knew they were going to be nice, you know. And he already had told me, he said, Dad, if I get back with Joe, we're going to kill. I'm like, what? Said, if I get with Joe, he said, we're going to kill, you know. So, you know, up to the draft, everything was like crazy because I don't know if y'all knew, but they had some moves being made, like, before everybody was trying to get to, to Jamal. Like, right. Philadelphia Can you talk about like there. Detroit was trying to get up there. Like right. We almost was in Detroit, but Atlanta ain't want to make no moves with anybody. So you know, everything kind of like fell in place. And the Bengals was like happy. Wow! See, we hear about that st- that type of stuff behind the scenes, but we never really know because you know Detroit tried to play it off. I don't know if you ever seen their yep. like. Their uh their 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 green room like before the draft or when when they make the pick and they like yeah. yeah we got the guy that we want but beforehand I don't know if you remember it was the night or two before then 49ers come out and definitively say we about to go take a quarterback so that was the moment I knew that we were kind of like in a driver's seat but before then it was a, like you're saying there was a lot of movement but as fans we don't know like what are the teams or any of that stuff like, like that we was, we was like almost going to Atlanta you know what I'm saying like. Right, but Atlanta, you know, it was like so much, and then, like, um, Cincinnati never really talked to Jamal. They never, they didn't talk to Jamal at all. Right, right? all the time, coach came down there and worked him out for pro day, and he seen him firsthand. You know, and that's the first time I seen coach and um, the receiver coach. But um, we never heard because we had been waiting. I'm like Jamal, what Cincinnati had to say, like that. I never talked to them. Like what? I ain't talked to you. Like no, draft so, so at that point, you just did you think that they, that wasn't even a possibility? 
Or oh, you no. thought it was a long shot? Yeah, I know. I, I, I knew it was a possibility because, like, Joe, Joe, gonna, Joe, gonna let yeah. him know, like, <laughs> he ain't no joke. <laughs> I put out a, I, I put out a tweet one time before because I knew some people. This is a little inside information, and I, and I told a bunch of people this at one point, and I, and I, and I never really expounded on it. But Joe was working out, you know, like near in Cincinnati, and people there were telling me like what Joe was thinking. And I told everybody, and I was telling people, and I was like, y'all keep on talking about offensive line. I'm telling you what I know. He wants right. weapons. And I put that out there, and everybody kept on saying, Why you keep on saying that? And I was like, from these conversations that he's having with people, he's not interested. He's he's trying to get his guy. And then when Jamar shows up in orange and black. I think it was a wrap. Oh, hey, wait, 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 that was an accident, bro. That was not like that, bro. Like right. he didn't really know. I mean, he just wanted to get them shoes. Right, they to be like red bottom shoes. He got them at the last minute, but we didn't know. I mean, we didn't have a. And I saw it because his brother picked the shoes that he actually wanted to get. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know, man. But nothing. I'm gonna tell you nothing in life. Is 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 by coincidence. So, like, like I feel like this interview, us talking right now, uh, me and Ace, we actually met Jamar, you know, in person, different things like that. You were talking about his hands just a second ago. Yes, those are the largest hands I've probably ever seen on a human being. And um, there's a lot of different things, though. Like, I feel like in his mind, he probably might not have been thinking orange and black. He right. probably, like, w- with the shoes. But he really knew that that probably was the best situation because most most guys come into the league. You go look at Cal Pitts at the Falcons right now, right? Bad situation. You got a quarterback. They don't know what they're going to do, all these different things like that. It is truly – this is one of the things – me and Ace, we had a series where we were talking about getting Jamar Chase versus getting Panay Sewell. We did a whole series where all the Bengals fans, all the people over the world highly, like, highly watched. I think Jamar actually watched it too. But one of the things that we were saying is so unlikely that a guy will come in and have all these weapons already on the team, and he's and he doesn't have like this crazy amount of pressure. Like when I look at Cal Pitts' situation, sure he might be a successful tight end in the Falcons, but he's yeah. always going to be like pressured to do it because the weapons just aren't around him. Jamar Chase has the ability in certain games to maybe catch four passes, and the Bengals still go crazy because P. Higgins. Tyler boys still do their thing. And that was one of my main things I was preaching. It's like, we are very different with the Bengals in that aspect. He would, I don't think he would have found that situation anywhere at the top of the board. You would have had to find that for a team like later. Right. Right. You know, like you said too, uh, everything happened the way it's supposed to happen because like everything was Miami, 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 you know, and uh, we went down to Miami Right before the draft, I want to say a couple of weeks before the draft, just to take a little vacation, you know, like because everything was crazy. And then Ooh. when we got to Miami, like it was like it, it wore us out, you know. It was like the thing is that like four or five days, you know, like Jamal said, "Damn, I'm ready to go home now." Right. Like wow, I'm like this might not be the best place for him, you know. It's too much going on, and not that he can't control himself, but you know, when you are. A, a public figure like that, you know, people are going to be pulling at you from all kinds of ways and, you know, you can't rest. And when we came to Cincinnati, I was like, wow, this is like the perfect spot for him. Right, because he can fully concentrate on football. He doesn't yes. have to worry about everything else going on. He could just play ball. Yes, yes. Right, right. Right, but, but oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, as far as, the, the complimentary receivers around them, them three just as a whole, me and them have kind of, we call them the Migos. That's what we call right, them because right, it's right. three the hard way, right? I've seen y'all, seen y'all shirts. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, do you feel like there is any team in the league that can stop them when all three of them are clicking? No, no. And guess what? They haven't ever, they haven't even really started clicking yet. You know, because right. see, this is, this it's reminding me of how it was when Jamar and them was at LSU on their championship year, right? Uh, Jamar took off, the Jets caught on, and then Terrence Marshall caught on, right? And it's the same way we're here. Everybody is going to eat. Like, when the second half of the season comes, they're going to make adjustments to Jamar, right? T going to be open 
a whole lot more. Tyler going to be open a whole lot more. You know, and then they're going to go through that phase. And then towards the end of the year, when they all of them be clicking at one time, and Joe know how to do that, man, it's going to be off the chain, you know. But, you know, people just try to put pressure on them and, you know, talking about who's not getting balls and this one not catching. Man, all that stuff going to come. You know what I'm saying? They just have to be patient. And it's a it's a progress. It's a it's a it's a transition that goes on with football. You know, things happen during the year. People make adjustments, and when we make our adjustments, all that's gonna fall in place, and that thing gonna be moving, man. Everybody's yes. gonna. Yes, certainly. I, I I was talking to somebody, and I just think, see, Cincinnati natives for the most part, I feel like, um, you know, it's just a different climate, and some of the some of the some of the reactions and some of the things that they say sometimes are based on things that happened in the past. And I was talking to you about this off air is that I just don't think they've ever seen a talent like Jamar Chase, like not, not to discredit, like, you know, like some of the greats, like AJ Green, like we, we, we got to let this whole thing play out. Right. But for, for him to just hit the scene and just burst onto the scene like that and have immediate success in the NFL like that, it catches a lot of people off guard. And they're still like living like somewhat in fear where somebody like me, I'm a little bit more optimistic. And I'm like, nah, this thing is about to go crazy. Just like you just said, like, it's going to get even better. Like, this is just the beginning. And to me, that's the natural way of thinking. But I have a lot of people that say like, well, he's getting too many targets and stuff like that right now. But I'm, and I was telling you this off air. I'm like, nobody says that for the Chiefs. Nobody says that for the Green Bay Packers. Nobody says that for the Bills. Why do you know, like, why do as I think as fans or or different people that don't maybe want him to succeed, I always question why do they always try to figure out some way to discredit what is currently in your face? He's leading all all wide receivers in yards. He's you know, like up until the bye, he was second. He was number one in the AFC. And for people to say like he, if anything, he should get more targets. But he was like, you know, what I'm saying he's about like eighth, I think, as far as targets before the bye. And one of my things, I guess, uh, going forward is that there there does need to be equal distribution, but people do need to understand that this is a superstar wide receiver, in my eyes at least, where there are going to be games where he gets an unnatural amount of targets, just the same way Devontae Adams does or Tyree Hill. And people got to just understand that's just the way the NFL goes. Like, if he gets in a one-on-one situation, Joe Burrow's not going to look away from that. And it... But I, I do like the fact that you're saying that everybody's going to eat because one of the things that I think that Joe probably does need to do is look for Tyler Boyd a lot more on third down. But that's not to say that Jamar should get less targets or anything like that because I just think that that's a great security blanket. But see, that's another that's another one of the problems. Like they're too, I don't want to say predictable, but it's like you can't say what down he needs to get this because everybody knows. Tyler Boyd gonna get it on third down. Everybody's gonna be on Tyler Boyd. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like everybody could Tyler Boyd could get it on first down. Right. right? This what this what Joe Brady used to do when he was at LSU. First play of the game, he he going to two, Jamal. First pass in the game is going to Jamal. That scares the bejesus out of everybody. That put the whole other team on alert. So now everybody's open now because they're worrying about what Jamal gonna do, right? That's all you have to do. Go to Jamal the first play of the game, and then after that, it's wide open. You can hand nice. it off to you can hand it off to Joe. You can throw it to uh, Tyler. You can throw it to T. Higgins. Everybody's open because they they're afraid of what Jamal gonna do. But when you wait to third down and then you throw it to Jamal, everybody know where the ball's going. Right. I'm just yeah. saying. Bro. I come on it. I swear to goodness, I think you've been watching our show. <laughs> I say I say that every I, I go on Twitter. I say the first drive of the game needs to have two targets. Oh, yeah, you to, did say that. To, 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 to talk, but I say that every week. I've been saying that because as a defender, they'll never recover. They'll oh, right. give them give them one slant, give them one give them one That's drag, true. and then give them one deep post. From that from that moment on, the defender will never recover from that, and then the game is wide open. I don't know why that. You could throw a go ball, right? If you catch it or not, right? Right. That's it scared. doesn't matter. That's <laughs> God damn it. Why don't they listen to us? Oh, I'm not the coach, man. I'm just, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm going to say like this. I'm just Jamar dad. I don't know nothing. Though. I don't know nothing. I'm old. 
the one thing the one thing I say is like you had painted like everybody's gonna eat. Jamar is a very selfless person. You told a story one time about how he got in and I think he had about three or four touchdowns and he took himself out the game so that his homeboy could come in and score. And you were like, Jamar, why did you take why did you take yourself out of the game? And it was because he wanted his homeboy, his teammate to right, score. Man. Right. I'm, you know, I'm still mad at that, right? Because, like, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate him for doing that. But but the other dude from Alabama came behind him and tried to break all his records on purpose. Uh, they right. force-fed him. You know, but anyway, that's a whole other story. But uh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, you know, I don't know if y'all noticed this, right? Jamar dude does more with less, right? Facts. He got 38 catches right now. Right. Damn, they're leading the AFC in total yards. Right. The next person to him or the leader got 50 catches. Right. Okay? 50 catches. Talk Jamar got 38, and they got the same amount of yards. So that's why I'm saying everybody going to eat. We don't need a whole bunch of catches. We don't, right. need, we don't need a whole bunch of balls. You give me a couple of balls, you do more with less. It's been like that. Okay, I was right. telling you off air. He had one game, he had four catches, the four touchdowns, for 220 yards. Right. That's the kind of work he did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah, it been like like even in the last um, you know, our last game, whatever, I think like even the four catches he had, like don't like he fought so hard for like the two or three yards after the catch on a bunch of those. He took a drag, like a three-yard drag, and it, and it took that like eleven yards, like. It's so many different instances where I'll be trying to show people like, man, he could be used and interchanged in so many different ways. And that's the difference, I think, versus some of the different things that we've seen as Cincinnati fans, I think, before. And people just got to like, it's going to take them a little bit of time. But winning solves everything, of course. Right. But right, it takes right. a little bit of time. Let me ask you this. Who are your who are your favorite players, I guess, to watch? Like it could be in the NFL, period. But who are your favorite players? Like you know, maybe even do you have a favorite player on the Bengals besides besides your son? Uh, no. You <laughs> um. <laughs> watch Noah. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you catch a Monday night football game. Somebody goes crazy. You're probably looking at the wide receiver position. Say, damn, like that, that dude right there is a dog. Like respect. No, no, no. Devontae Adams. Okay? Right. That's the dog. Right. You know, I like him. Uh, I like. I like. Uh, the boy at Green Bay, the quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is cool, you know what I'm saying? But yes, you know, uh, that's top, like my favorite player. I'm looking at the game different now, you know, because right. I look at cornerbacks and I look at receivers. That's all I look at, really. You know so, as, as far as the the corners remaining on the schedule, are there any matchups that you kind of looking forward to for the second half? Uh, let me see who we got. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for uh, the division, man, because, uh, oh, we're going to do them boys in Cleveland something. Watch, okay? They talking smacks. They talking they, crazy. Dude said he locked Jamar down, right? And, like, you wait. Look, wait. On, on, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if you got Instagram. And, Ace, I don't know if you've seen this, too, but people probably going to check this out. The NFL, right, gives Jamar Chase a whole bunch of love every week, every week, right? They, they 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 went out of their way. This clip probably got like half a million views, but they like yeah, uh, Newsom right, the rookie, right? And and, and his name is Newsom. Yeah, Newsom, that's yeah. him. Okay. All right, they said they like yeah, he's locked up Jamal, <laughs> and the ball is underthrown on this one play, but, but they have a whole post to it. So everybody in the comments, everything is like, are y'all kidding me? Like this, they, like this, is not no lockdown. But it was crazy that, that the NFL, like the NFL, put this out and said that uh, this is how you lock down Jamar Chase. I just thought yeah. that was wild that they they went out of their way. And of course, like all of my Cleveland Browns folks or whatever, they yeah, talking smack right, to yeah. me. So I, I hey, hate the fact that that's that's one game we waiting on. Okay, uh, I told him he got to be ready for uh, Baltimore because uh, they're gonna come at him as for a show sure. and, and Pittsburgh too. You know, but. Um, I was waiting on uh, the Chargers. Yeah, they had a that's cornerback. Yeah, somebody. Over there. That's that's a big game too. You yes, know, that, like the, the 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 backstory was was going to be happening in the AFC as far as like division. You know, like you know, like just the playoffs. Period. That's a very meaningful game. When I watched 49ers whoop up on the Rams last night, and I see the right. the, the 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 matchups that they present in the run game. 
that I think was going to probably be really, really bad for the Bengals. I start to look at this Raiders game almost like this is a must-win situation because the Chiefs and now the 49ers now getting hot and all these other teams like that, These those games later on aren't walks in the park. How do you feel about, like, I don't know if you've seen the Raiders play much this year, but what are your thoughts, like, coming into this Raiders game, like, about the Bengals? Do you feel like it's a it's a must-win game, or do you like do you like the matchups? Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a, a must-win game because it's AFC. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I've seen with the uh, with the with the Raiders is their D line. If we can control the line, the secondary ain't hitting on, on stuff. Ain't hitting on nothing. But the D line, right? So if we can block them guys and give Joe some time, we right. gonna eat that. Right. Yeah. I was just telling Ace that it's very rare you see two elite edge rushers on the same team, and they right. got Ndokwe and Max Crosby on both ends. So. That's something I don't think, like, if we're talking about matchups, I don't think, I feel like every time when we play the Steelers, T.J. Watt was out, when we play, you know, like, all these different things. But this is one of the first real tests for Riley Reef and Jonah Williams at the same week. Right, right. But if we give them some help or max protect, I want to max protect and just let the receivers go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You're going to send two wide out and just tell tell them go win. Yeah, yeah. Are you a fan of the spread? Like, you know, like, so you talk about the LSU, like, you know, and I think I think it, it doesn't maximize our offensive line's best, their best abilities because you're kind of putting them on the island, like all of our offensive line. Right. I think Joe likes it a lot. Yeah. I don't, does Jamar Chase like it? Do you like when they spread out and go five I mean, Yeah, because, like, you know, uh, that's when Joe becomes more creative. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at a one, two, three, and goes thing, you know, but. Sometimes he knows how to buy time, and he's real savvy with that. And once he buys him some time, and if they can, if they can protect on the on the spread, he'll kill him. He'll definitely kill him. But you know, you know, you got to figure that out. I don't know. Nah, that's real. So a lot of people have felt like Chase was, you know, kind of the definitive forerunner, front runner for rookie of the year, right? Now it seems to me like they're trying. The media is kind of trying to big up. Mac Jones, especially with him doing these things, like how do you see this rookie of the year race going? Because it seems like they have a bias towards quarterbacks and, and I guess not giving skill positions really the respect that they really deserve in terms of the offensive rookie of the year because he's doing something that we've never seen before, right? Right. You know, I guess I was just talking to somebody about this. Um, he has to break some records. You got to break the rookie receiving record, and probably the touchdown record, and we got to be almost in the playoffs, in the playoffs to get it. You know what I'm saying? Because they're trying to give, they're trying to give it to somebody. Just like case in point, he went rookie of the week for three weeks in a row, and don't and get they, rookie of the month. And then they give it to Najee Harris, <laughs> like who never won rookie of the week once. Okay, once. he never won rookie of the week once. So right, I'm like. That was it right there. When I seen that, I was like, okay, you know, but I can't yeah. say nothing, you know, because they're going to say I'm biased because I'm, a, you know, <laughs> hey, let me tell you, I, I give Jamal the most flack out of anybody. I'm I'm harder on him than anybody, you know. We don't get those passes. You got to work for everything. And that's all he know how to do, you know. And, uh, if he put in the work, he going to get it done. I don't think anybody watching this, after watching your responses on how you feel like he wasn't the man until he got the championship, I don't think nobody questioning how hard you were on, on like, what he's done. I, I swear I wish I would have saw you that day. That I keep on thinking about it. I wish I would have saw you and got a chance to talk to you that watching the football team game because that was, like, that, was a, that was a great moment, though, when I look back at it. Right. Because I feel like just like losing some of the games that we lost this year, we just talked to – um, Adenogy the other day, uh, the right guard, and he was saying, you know, like, had they just coasted through those games right there, I don't think that they would have been like, like as like ready for maybe this upcoming game. And I think that that was like the awakening that that Jamar needed. Now looking back at it, oh, that's what I wanted to say, right? I don't know, cause sound like you guys did y'all homework, right? But did y'all see the little video that we put out when I said you don't want to make a man? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the show. People think that's a people think that's a joke, but that's really real. No, that's real. That's why I'm saying the boys in Cleveland gonna get it. Okay. Yeah. He's I, not gonna forget that. 
but that game in, in D.C., that was the first time that had happened in a long time. Like he had never had, matter of fact, he never had that problem. That was so we was in shock. Like, what's going on? He dropped three balls. You know what I'm saying? Like right. until I was able to see it again, I didn't see what actually happened. But we had never experienced that. Like right. so, we the family we was like tripping. Like, what's going on? Like so, you know, I was trying to get to him, and I couldn't get to him, and you know, it was just a mess. Yeah. Yeah, but. Everything has for a reason. I want to let, let me ask you. We want to do a couple of trivia. I want to do a trivia thing. This is something that Ace didn't even know. I, I was in my mind. I was going to say this guy that whoever came into the room tonight first and made a comment. I'm gonna give them a chance to win a whole lot of orange shirt. Part of our series. I don't have my Jamar Chase one on tonight, but I'm gonna give this guy a Jamar Chase hoodie, a hoodie, not a shirt. If you're able to answer seven correct out of these 10 questions that we're about to ask you for trivia. So the pressure is now on you. Yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ace, you got you got yours that that you got right there? Yeah, so I got the I got uh I got these joints. So, Trevor Watts, if you're still in here, sir, you got a you got a free shirt, free I'm sorry, free hoodie coming to you if you can answer any of these questions. I mean, well, Jimmy's going to have to answer the questions correctly. I guess I'll start it off. Obviously, 2019 was an amazing season for Lamar at LSU. Uh, could you tell me how many receptions and receiving yards and touchdowns he had that season? Dang, that's a lot. All three? Hold on. Just pick one, though. That's, that, you hit let's, go with, let's go with uh, receptions. I'm going to say uh, he had 83 or 85. Oh, it was 84. 84. 84. You almost there. Yeah, that's why I got it right there. 84. So you should give me credit for that's that. That's close. That's close enough. We're gonna give him that one. We're gonna give him all that. right. We, we're gonna give you one on, on that one. All right. When Jamar tested, Ace, this is on your same sheet too. When he tested at the combine, I'm gonna give you I think the 40 would have been too easy. What was his uh 20-yard shuttle time? Uh I didn't really get that. I want to say it was uh Three nine, woo! Yeah. Got it. Okay, so he two or two. So if you're in here, Trevor, he, he's on you on your way. Hold up. So that's two right there. Um. All right. So Ace, you got the next one. Let's see. Uh, what was one of the all-time records that they claimed wouldn't be broken? But I'm assuming Zim that you sent the media is that Jamar broke it. Were you talking about with Josh? Yeah. Yeah, he ended up breaking that record. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, no, the, the question. All right, uh, who is the who is the all time leader at LSU receiving? Uh, and what receiving or yardage? Receiving yards. Receiving yards. Uh, who is the who is the leader? Yeah. Uh, who who has the record? Who, yeah. who, held, who held a record for the seat for a single game receiving yards? Josh Reed. Okay. How many yards was it? 200 and uh, I want to say 238. Must have been 58, something like that. 258 yards? No, 293. Yeah. Okay. So you're three for four. All right. Next one. Archbishop. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about a high school. Archbishop uh, Rumble High School. Who is the head of the school there? Who's the principal? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. Richard McCall. Hold on. You're not Googling. Hold on. You're looking at your phone? Hold on. You, yeah. No, you can't be Googling. Oh, oh I, I just got you. I just got you from talking to this man like two days ago. Uh, Damn. Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, wait. Oh man, hold on. Mr. Uh, <laughs> oh. If y'all don't know, this is the high school that Jamar Chase went to, people. Yeah, that man gonna kill me. Okay. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully he don't see this interview. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wow. Oh, I can't think of his name. Mark Milano. Milano, Mr. Milano, man. Mark Milano. So, I'm so, sorry, Mr. Milano. <laughs> so that was our that was question number six, right, Ace? I think that was, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So currently, right now, who is you can name me name me one quarterback that's at LSU right now. Uh, Nussmeyer. What's his name? Nussmeyer, Brad Johnson, and Nussmeyer. You know Brad Johnson, right? That's uh. No, no, Brad Johnson's the father, though. Right. That's but that's not it. His son. His son name is uh. Name. Johnson. <laughs> you got you got to tell me the first name though. Oh, okay. Let me see. Um, yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, that is Brad Johnson's son. I remember when they were talking about him when he was a young dude. You gotta give him credit for that though. He know who yeah. it is. Mike Johnson. I don't know what's the man. What's the guy That's close. It's Max Johnson. Max. Yeah. All right, so that's 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 question number eight or whatever. Um, what was the, I had another Ace? Did you got another question right now? No, nah, those was all no, of those, those ones. Those are all of yeah. them. Um, currently, right now, who leads the who leads the NFL in receiving yards? Oh, that's easy. Right. Uh, Cooper Cup. <laughs> all right, so that's 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 an easy one right there. Um. Just something I saw today. Who did the what running back did the Ravens release today? Oh, the boy. Um, I, I get him mixed up with Shady McCoy. I should have just said who did the Ravens release recently. Right. That's a, I made it easy by saying running back. <laughs> running back from Pittsburgh, man. He used to yeah. play for Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> what's the boy's name? Oh. Give me a hint. I can't give you a hint. We get down to the wire. This dude right here is, I don't even know if the guy's still in here, whatever. Like, he's really counting on you to not. If you miss one more question, he don't even get a hoodie for it. I can't give you a hint. You're going to have this guy mad with me. Call him Juice. That's a hint. They call him Juice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. I like that guy too, man. Um, I give up. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Bell. So that's that was question number eight, right, or number nine? I think you must have been number nine. I think you said eight before. I feel like that's number nine, and he missed, and he missed. He only can miss three. So this is the last question. If you miss this one, then the guy doesn't get the shirt. I don't even know if this dude is still in here. Is it Trevor? Isn't his name Trevor or something? Yeah, I think it? Trevor in there. I think he's he uh in the comments right now. I I could make this really tough. Wait, shoot your best shot. Okay. Speaking of wide receivers, coming up, what is the wide receiver that wears number one? Opposite of Jam, like that's going to be opposite of Jamar Chase this Sunday up against the Raiders. Oh, that's uh, Deshaun Watts. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. There you go. I made that. I made that easy. I made it. I made it easy. So, so my guy, if the guy I forgot uh, his name was at the very beginning, he was the first person I saw comment. He he was in here. His name, uh, I gotta go find him. His name was Trevor Watts. If he hits me, I'm not going to find you, Trevor. If you're still in here, Trevor Watts, not Trevor Wilson. Trevor Watts. If you hit me, then you got a free whole lot of orange shirt. This is the Joey Bur- Joey Burrow version. If you guys don't know, we ain't here with Jimmy um, Chase right now. Jimmy, tell everybody what's your Twitter right now. They do. it Every once in a while, you do kind of, you know, give yeah, people a yeah. little bit of knowledge. What, what's your name on Twitter? Is that at J, uh, J Chase for? Four zero three, right at J Chase four zero three, and they call me Method Man, right? 
Okay, okay. Man. I want to say, hold on. That's not your. T- All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I know it is. Method man. Method man. Yeah. Oh, that's a method to my madness. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Ace. Do you have um? Did you have any other questions that you want to ask? I wanted to get it. But he's been really generous with his time. Right. Do you, I had. I know I had some fan questions. I had a bunch of them on Twitter. I was just gonna run them off to you real quick. But Ace, did you have any other questions you wanted to ask him? One, one last one I want to ask you, Jimmy. You always talk about how you have goals for Jamar. What are your goals for him for the rest of the season? We just want to finish up strong, man. You know, uh, finish how you start. You know, that's my thing. It's always how you finish. You know, uh, take it up another level, another notch, because uh, this is the NFL, and they ain't giving nobody no breaks. You know what I'm saying? You got to really work. Um, okay. Let me go into this. One of, one of my boys Aurelius, uh, he asked this, but you answered this uh, already in the, in the question. He said, what was their honest thoughts on uh, Jamar coming to the Bengals? You said earlier in the interview you thought, it, you know, that was a good spot and you were really happy. Um, uh, my my guy on here, he he gets he, he kills me on Twitter because he, he always is so negative on there. But my man D. Price he says, just tell his dad I know he's strong because most people I met since Hurricane Katrina are some of the most resilient people I know, good people, um, and wishes you the best. Um, DJ Mister said, what other sports besides football was Jamar really good at? Jamar was a, a, a hell of a point guard, man. Jamar was going to school to play basketball. He didn't like the basketball coach because, you know, he was a, a he was a jack artist, right? He, uh, he always jacked the guy out the ball and got a fast break. And coach wanted to stop and run a play while Jamal got a fast break. You know, so Jamal was like, I don't want to play for him no more. I'm like, okay. <laughs> has, it, has he ever, have you ever seen, you probably never seen it. You know, Joe played, Joe Burrow played basketball now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see both of them go at it on the court too because Joe was a, <laughs> Joe was a point, he be, I'll be seeing his highlight clips. He be like willing to, he be like dishing it all. He had a little Larry Bird jumper and everything like that. Jamal won't go to the hole and, and jack it on somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's all he's like. Yeah. He look, yeah, I was say, at this point, he's too damn strong. To I got going, one, Zim. I going got up one against Joe Burrow, like, he probably hurt this man. I got one from uh, Nick Watkins. He says, not football related, but how is the city of Cincinnati treating Jamar? Does he have any favorite food spots or places to go? No. Uh, we got a little spot around there. Uh, close to his house where we go, but uh, you know Jamal don't get out too much, you know in Cincinnati. I mean, the city is is fine. Everybody's treating us nice and everything, but you can't go too far. One of one of our good sponsors. I, this is a guy that I, me and Ace really really love a lot. Um, our, our guy. It's a place called Midwest uh, Best Barbecue. I promise you, you could go there. If it was closed, they're gonna open up the doors for y'all. They're the biggest Bengals fans in the history. It's a husband and wife couple. We love them to death. The food is amazing. When we get off here, or I'm gonna see the address or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. at any point, I promise yeah. you, your face card, everything in, in there, good. We know the owner. They're gonna take good care of you. Um, I know. I don't know how far it is from your residence, but it, it's about 15, 20 minutes from the stadium. But okay. uh, if you get a chance, I'm gonna give you that info because that is some really, really good food. And they will make sure, like, if you don't want to be bothered by people, they'll open up the doors for you. I promise you that. Appreciate that. Um, uh, a guy named Riley Flig, F-L-I-G-H-H-H, on Twitter says, how does he feel about the team making the playoffs? Well, uh, he feels good about that. I mean, like, it's like, he really, How do you feel? Oh, how do I feel about it? I mean, it's... I'm 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 a beating positive person. You know, I think we got a good shot. You know what I'm saying? Uh we just have to pull some stuff together. As you can see, this year in the NFL, anything goes. Right, uh, right. So I say I say we got four more wins in us for sure. Okay. And if we go more past further more than four, we got a good shot. But I know we got a good four other wins. Yeah, you win five, you win to me. That's it. That's it. You know but it is one game at a time for sure. Cause yeah. the Raiders ain't yeah, it's yeah. yeah. We're gonna see. Like you it's said, I, I feel like you, I feel like three or four light work. That's easy. Right. They get the five, I think right. they in, and they got but a chance can, to win the division. 
we can't have no mishaps like we had with the Jets and in in Green Bay. You know, right. yeah. one of those games. Those are the two big ones that stick out. I, yeah. There's an argument too, and me and Ace talk about this a lot, even since the Browns game. I felt like the the offense was moving really good in the first couple of drives of that game, and when we look back at it, it's a lot of mistakes. And teams, the difference I think that people are saying this year that they didn't see from 1995 or 2000 or something is that when teams get down, these coaches are now getting super aggressive. Whereas I think back in the day, they were kind of like coasted out, run the football, just take your dub. Like kind of how we did Pittsburgh, we kind of coasted a little bit at the end. That's a game that we probably could have blew the doors off of them and beat them by like 30 points. If you, if you go back and watch that game, like we just ran the football out like towards the end of that game. But Anybody, like you said, man, people are just getting 30 points, 30 point blowouts like every single week, but it happens real fast. But when I watch that Browns game, it's not as bad as people think it was. It just was a lot of self inflicted stuff early. Well, you My know man, what's going on? You know what's going on, right? What? Uh, we didn't went from being the hunter to the hunted. For right. sure. For everybody they got looking at us. That. They got right. adjusted. Right. My man, my man on Twitter, uh, the underscore bird underscore sixty nine, says, "Ask him, do you know how to hit the gritty? And if so, at some <laughs> point this season, they want to see you hit it." And get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I hit the gritty is we won the uh, national championship. Okay. Oh yeah. So we go, yeah. So we go to the playoff. I'm gonna hit the gritty. Okay. We All go. right. There it is. There and it we, is. We go to the playoffs. <laughs> Jimmy gonna do the gritty. <laughs> We're going, I'm going to find an old video of the, of the championship game of him hitting the gritty. I, I got a quick question I did want to ask you. What do you think about it? I think that this stuff matters, just real quick. What do you think about Jamal Chase wearing a griller? Like, just wearing ice in his teeth or even, like, the uniqueness of putting Uno on his thigh pads. Like, the young people right. love, like, online, like, you know, Instagram and stuff. That's where I really hang out. I don't really be on Twitter. But on Instagram, they love that type of stuff. What do you think about that type of stuff? That's his swag, you know, because, like, as long as he's doing it, and as long as they're winning and he playing and he's making it do what it do, I don't, that don't even bother me. You know, right. that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? But and, I'm saying, like, the first time you seen it, did you say, damn, that slick? Or, like, what was you? Because, I mean, like, he yeah. I'm like, what the, how much does that cost? What is that, man? Right, right. <laughs> like, how much you pay for it? That's what I want to know. I remember after that first game and then he, and he smiled and I seen it for the first time, I was like, Mind blown. I, for me, me, to me, that was a big deal. Like that's to me, a it's big like deal. the it's kind of like a new version of what Ocho Cinco used to do because Ocho used to have the goals. He used to play with the goals in, yeah. and it's like Chase bringing his own his own kind of yeah. swag to it. But see, he had that for his last year at LSU. Okay, gotcha. so he was gonna wear it at LSU. Yeah, but he never got a chance to wear it. That's the thing. That, you know what's so crazy? It seems so small, but when we talk about, like, culture and how do people shape, like, the history of football and stuff like that, those are the things that, to me, they don't even really get that noticed by most people. Like, a broadcaster isn't going to point that out. But from this day on, you know, like, we was talking about my boy Nat um, with Next, um, Next Trainer uh, earlier or whatever, right? I seen his. He had the little guys out there. They're like six, seven years old now with grill like mouthpieces in. These are the small things that I'll be remembering when somebody twenty years from now, and then you know, like it's super normalized and everybody got grills in. Is the thing we're gonna be like Jamar Chase was the first person really wearing like a iced out, a iced out mouthpiece. That's crazy in my world. Like I'm in the jewelry, so no, no, but they've been wearing that. You know, like he got that from like. Alvin Kamar, yeah. It's his his different though. But I I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel you though. I feel you. No, his, his, his is different though. His is different. It's just he, he, he went extra. Okay. I'm I'm a, I said this offline one time before, and I want to say this. Um I'm gonna tell you another thing that I tell Ace too. I say the day that Joe Burrow, say Joe Burrow just put in a bottom. It's going to revolutionize football. And people don't realize, like, cultural stuff like that, moments in time. It seems like it's nothing, but I promise you, watch Joe Burrow. He's going to put a bottom grill in, and he's going to play with it. He's going to be the first white dude, fight, first face of the franchise. The Bengals probably going to hate it. But you know Joe with it. 
Joe gonna put the bottoms in. I promise. Because when I talk to him, that's the first thing I'm gonna say. You want to swag it all the way out? You want to win some games? You want to go to Super? We're going to put the diamonds in the bottom. We're going to put the VVSs in the bottom of your mouth, Joe Burrow, and I promise you're going to win. You're never going to lose a game. Bet you Joe Burrow going to do it, and every kid across the world is going to then wear grill mouthpiece. I think Jamal was talking about getting him one at one time, you know? Tell him do the bottoms, just the bottom. <laughs> Don't do the top because he got the brand new. You know, the whole team went and got all brand new teeth. If he just does the bottom, crazy. He got he to gotta get the quarterback grill, though. <laughs> that's he gonna figure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He gonna figure out something unique, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be crazy because every little kid across the country is gonna do it. Um, somebody asked this: uh, Z Lot Sam said, "How many times did the Bengals talk to Jamar before the draft?" We answered that. Um, uh, Rack City said, "What are your thoughts on Burrow? Have you ever met Burrow?" Um, I'm guessing you met Burrow before, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, 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 what is he like? Talk to the people like about like Joe Burrow, like in person versus what we see on TV, because we love him. He's a uh, he's a mild man, a guy, but you know Joe and Jamar is like the same person, right? What you see in Jamar, you see with Joe. That's why, man. Let me tell y'all the secret. Joe don't play till he get the shit knocked out of. Okay, like I think when I was the game, he got hit pretty hard. In was that Pittsburgh game? The dude trying yeah. to, yeah, nothing. Well, well game, to, I mean, man, what game? They be doing what, that. Go ahead, Jimmy. What you say? But after that, after that hit, he turned it up. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you hear a mild man and guy like Jamar. But when they get on the field, they transform. And I used to be with Joe all the time at practice. Did I go to all the practices? Right. Uh, I'm mad with the Bengals because I can't go to no practice right now. It's COVID stuff. And COVID, yeah, right. yeah, but I go to all the practices. So I see Joe at practice. We shoot the, uh, we shoot it a little bit. We talk for a little while, but he's going to do what he's do. But he's a, he's a, he's a fool with it. Man. He's a cool dude. He's real cool. I, I, I thought the same thing, man. I was like, man, I feel like they're the same. In a, in a, and I, and I've said that on our show. That's crazy that you said that. Like I, I watch a lot of interviews too, though. So. Yeah. They they kind of got that you know like they're gonna talk they're gonna say some stuff too it's not gonna be much right but the, but they ain't never lacking confidence um, right. I think I, I got one more question unless Ace wants to um, uh, a guy on Twitter sd underscore Cali underscore Bengal says I noticed Jamar changes his cleats at halftime sometimes even when he played at LSU what compels him to do that is it like superstition or is it only after he's having like a bad first half. No, it might be. Uh, I think it's superstition now, right? Because that's the that's the most swag that you talk about. He liked doing that. I think he said his feet get wet, you know, because all the running he does, you know, it makes his feet wet. So he want to put on a fresh pair of cleats, some dry shoes and stuff like that. So, you know. <laughs> okay. but uh, yeah, he likes to do that. He loves to do that. That's all the fan ones I got, man. We went pretty long. Normally, we don't even um, go that that long, I guess, on these interviews or whatever. But I thought it was really dope that you stayed around. And uh, I don't know, Ace, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask Jimmy? And then after that, I was going to say, Jimmy, do you have anything that you just want to tell the fan base? I just want to thank Jimmy for, for spending the time with us and appreciate you uh, for coming through, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad you guys uh, like asked me to come, bro. Um, I appreciate you. I be keeping up with y'all, bro. Y'all don't see me, but I see y'all, you know, all appreciate the time. That. I, I remember yeah. Zim uh, from the draft, you know, what I'm <laughs> with Ham. <laughs> he did, <laughs> but he knew something, you know. Right, right. right. I, I just want to tell a fan base, man. Y'all be just be patient, bro. Get this team some time. And support them, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't try to tell them now. I see, I ain't gonna see everybody, but they got some fans out there that you know, I don't know what's wrong with them. They just they just try to like cause chaos for whatever reason. But man, this the NFL, everybody is good, you know what I'm right. saying, bro? And like just give them some time. This is their first year. People don't usually do stuff like this in the first year, right. you know. It took it took Pittsburgh, it took Kansas City. It took the Raiders. It took uh, Baltimore a couple of years to get their act together. You know why right. we can't have some time to get our act together? You know, so 
just give them some time, man. They're gonna be good. You're right about that. They one of the youngest teams in the NFL, and you always right. are gonna have growing pains with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've always preached that like this is year one. To me, Joe Burrow's still like a rookie because once right. he got the injury. I mean, what is he like? Nineteen games into his NFL career, so he's still kind of like a rookie in a, in a, in, a, in some regards. But we just had success early on, so I think people's expectations level kind of got higher or whatever. But at the same time, I do put that in a perspective. Like this is just year one of this thing, and I tell you what, whether they go to the playoffs or not, the Bengals should be going all in at this yeah. moment right now. Like this all season is probably the most critical all season in the history of Cincinnati sports because this window and this core players, including your son, the wide receivers you talk about, it's only but so long that all of this can, you know, stay where it's at. And I love the quarter they have right now. So people, like you said, they, they do need to be patient. They got, they just need a few more pieces. You know, um, this is what I wanted to say earlier. You know, I, I'm not worried about the defense. You can't run on the bank. I see. I was telling everybody that before you can't run on, now, you might be able to throw a little bit, you know, but you ain't running no ball on them. So a team that runs the ball, I'm not worried about that. See, that showed with Baltimore, too. Because I think right. Baltimore got the best running team in the division. Right. And, you know, we almost held that down. So, you know, with that being happening like that, and once the offense start clicking, man, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. Yes, sir. Well, Jim, we appreciate you for coming on. Appreciate everybody in the comments for listening. I know we had some super chats. I tried to put them up on the screen, uh, but we wanted to make sure that we gave you guys the best show that we could give you. Uh, but as usual, Zim, we got to lead them with a yes, Sirski. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me.